0: Hello and welcome back to the show. I'm Christoph Defoe. I'm
1: Liz Wilson.
0: Today, Liz and I are going to talk about feminism and the patriarchy, and we're going to talk about anti racism and racism. We talk about that kind of stuff a lot here, but we're going to talk about it very specifically here. Um, and we're going to talk about those issues in uh, particular in the context of the protests in Iran but first i want to remind you that if you like our show to make sure to subscribe leave a review check out our patreon and tell your friends to listen new episodes post mondays at noon eastern on all the major podcast channels also be sure to check out our sponsor cannibal and co located in downtown jersey city and at shopcannibal.com. cannibal that's cannibal with a k stocks a rotating collection of goods ranging from apparel and accessories to home furnishings and fine jewelry Cannibal weeds its forward-thinking vision together with its traditional roots to provide an expertly curated experience of unique and locally sourced finds. We're grateful to Cannibal for sponsoring our show. Now, before we get into the Iran conversation, uh, tell me, Liz, uh, what's going on with you? Where are you today?
1: Hey, I'm pretty good today. Um, It's Friday. I don't know. It's not Friday when you're listening, but it's Friday right now for me. So, um,
0: <laughs> it's our Friday.
1: It's our Friday. So, I'm feeling relaxed. Um, and the sun is out, which let me tell you. Th- so, what was it? Two weeks ago, we had that like four or five day spell of just like gray sky and rain. And I was having like a full on panic about what am I, how am I going to live through the winter? Because it really fucked me up <laughs> i'm like googling you know seasonal affective disorder and all this kind of stuff i'm like it's october early october i can't be feeling like this already so um it's kind of mind-blowing how much the sun makes a difference but i think it's interesting too because you know as you, i've mentioned down here i started my medication journey about yeah. uh two mu- two months ago um and i don't know if i've given an update but um I can't remember, but it's amazing.
0: <laughs> oh, great.
1: It's like literally changed my life. Um, I've, it's, I think it's one of those things that you don't realize that something is even necessarily happening until it stops happening. Mm-hmm. So the level of just constant worry and anxiety that I just lived with on a normal, on an everyday basis, it's it's not... The, It's just, I feel like, um, I just don't feel that anymore. It's not that I don't get worried, but what I, I feel like what I worry about or what I get anxious about now tends to be more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? (laughs) Proportionate (laughs) to what's happening in my life. Um, it's not just nonstop in the back of my head and I just feel more resilient. I feel more in the moment, um, I feel, you know, that feeling when you look at the calendar and you see literally anything on there, I'm speaking for myself and you just feel despair because this is how I would feel every time I was like, I have things to do. I can't, I can't do any of the things. It just felt overwhelming, basic daily things. And I don't have that feeling anymore. And it's, Honestly, I just can't believe that people live like this. It's incredible. (laughs) (laughs) So that being said, there's one of the reasons that these this period of gloomy days kind of freaked me out because I was like, I don't think I would have noticed it as much before medication Mm. because it wouldn't have been that different from my state that I was always in. Whereas this was a noticeable drop. So I've been thinking now about, um, ways of managing shorter days and the impact Mm -hmm. that has on your mood and that kind of thing. So I went for a run the other day for the first Mm. time in like six months. Nice. It was was rough.
0: Oh yeah. (laughs) Running. Yeah. Running is always rough, but running after having not run and run in a while. Ooh.
1: Yeah. I'm still sore. (laughs) I feel like it was like three days ago. Um, (laughs) but i'm like i just feel like increasing my activity and my sunlight exposure now is going to help me down the down the road a little bit but mm-hmm. you know, so that's you know i'm very lucky to be having this as my problem but this is what i've been thinking <laughs> about really in my in my day-to-day life apart from the world you know
0: <laughs> totally totally yeah it's yeah. um i i totally hear you on the on the on those days there was the, it was
1: uh-huh. it was it was,
0: brutal. it was brutal it was a real shock um that you know it was it was just like four days of rain and it was like oh wow I didn't realize how much this affects me and when the sun came back like it was I rejoiced you know mm-hmm. I was like ran outside it was phenomenal <laughs> to watch the sun come back so I, I totally hear you on that I totally hear you on that um and it's so amazing to hear about the medication I really do think that I'm just really glad that um in the last and several last several years or recently um anyway that medication and therapy uh have become increasingly more yeah, normalized. It's just mm-hmm. less stigma, anyway. I think than there has been historically, and I think that that is, I think, it opening the door for folks to 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 try that out to see if it works for them, and uh, and to hear that it is working is that's that's such that's such great news. it's a that is a positive experience for you, Liz. I think that's absolutely yeah. amazing. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm, and you know, <clears> I've <throat> been on medication for a long time, and I've had similarly positive. It has had to say it you know it, it basically sets a new baseline right exactly. for yeah. a, a, a real more much more realistic and manageable baseline for mm-hmm. uh for dealing with life and dealing with your emotions and dealing with uh, the struggles that come and go over the course of a day um yeah. definitely makes a big difference. i think that um for me um this week, I got my booster shot on Monday um Yay. for COVID or whatever which was great and i'm like oh you know i'm feeling like good now i'm protected yeah. and then the next day i started feeling sick and then i was like oh wait a second well maybe it's <laughs> it's it's a side effect of the medication of of the shot which by the way i haven't had side effects many any of the, of the other shots oh, before so no lonely. i've had no side effects
1: so lucky
0: so luckily um but and then it didn't go away, and I and I was like, oh, my God, I have fucking COVID again, right? Um, but it turns out I don't. I mean, I've been testing every day, and it doesn't seem that I do, but I must just have a cold. But we you know we now live in this environment that like anytime anyone gets sick for any reason, you mm-hmm. have to assume it's COVID. But um, but yeah, so, uh, well, we do have uh, – we have a lot to talk about today today. Um, And so let's uh, get into the Iran conversation, because we haven't really talked about this. And this has been an ongoing, obviously, an ongoing thing. And I'm I'm just going to read an excerpt uh, from an article from Reuters that will help frame our conversation. Um, Quote, protests calling for the fall of, of the clerical establishment have swept Iran since Amini a 22-year-old Iranian Kurdish woman died on September 16th while being detained by the so-called morality police in Tehran for, quote, inappropriate attire, which is just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Mm. Uh, wow. Um, while observers do not believe the unrest now in his fourth week is close to toppling the government, the protests mark one of the boldest challenges to the Islamic Republic since the 1979 revolution with reports of labor strikes spreading to the vital energy sector. The authorities are waging a deadly crackdown, not surprising. Uh, Tensions have been especially high in the Kurdish regions, given Amini's ethnic background. Human rights groups say Iran's Kurdish minority of more than 10 million has long been oppressed. A charge the Islamic Republic denies. Of course they deny it, right? Right. Uh, what are you talking about? No, no, no oppression here. No oppression here. <laughs> um, at least 185 people, including 19 minors, have been killed, hundreds injured, and thousands have been arrested by security forces, according to human rights groups. The government says more than 20 members of the security forces have been killed. Iranian authorities have blamed the violence on a array of enemies, including armed Iranian Kurdish dissidents. Also, in a significant development, energy installations in southwest Iran were hit by labor strikes for a second day on Tuesday, with workers protesting at several oil refineries. Yeah, man. Yeah. And significantly, it was a combination of mass protests and strikes by oil workers and bizarre merchants that helped to propel the Shiite clergy to power in the Iranian revolution for decades ago. Dozens of universities are also currently on strike, with students playing a pivotal role in the protests." End quote. So Liz... Can you uh, talk about the thoughts and feelings that have come up for you as uh, you have heard these stories out of Iran?
1: Sure. Well, first of all, it's embarrassing how little I know about Iranian history. Like mm-hmm. I know of the 1979, what was it? Revolution?
0: hmm Yep. Yep. The overthrow BTW, of the Shah.
1: Great people were born in 1979. Just saying. Um. I know of it but I yeah I I don't know very much about any of that. So I think one of the things for me that's been tricky is I mean obviously I can see what's happening there now and I can and I have feelings about it but I I especially as a somebody who studied history in college I wanted to I want to know more about it. Um but just off the top of my head the things the reaction that I'm having is just first of all women, man, <laughs> mm-hmm. like the gr- girls in like school girls are being some of the badass, most badass people. I mean, white American militant dudes in their bunkers with all their guns could never do what these girls are doing. The The amount of bravery that it takes. And it just so it it makes me feel simultaneously horrified and devastated and so sad for them, but also so impressed. And so I want to say proud, but it feels a little patriarch or not patriarchal <laughs> paternalistic, but mm-hmm. I just, you know, it's so inspiring. That's the word. Mm. Um, but then <clears throat> it also, I feel a solidarity with them because of everything, obviously that's happening in this country with women Losing their rights. Obviously, it's not. The right wing media certainly wants to argue that it's not the same thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, this whole trope that they've been going back to of like all you little, all you spoiled American women complaining that you're, you know, not equal when look over there, look what's happening in Iran. That's real oppression, Mm
0: -hmm. as if, Mm
1: -hmm. as if what we're experiencing is not oppression, right? Right. I mean, patriarchy is not just in America. We don't own the rights to it. It's a global system. I don't know of any matriarchal societies currently. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure there's, it's, it's not something that's happening these days. So it's being dismantled all around the world and we're all at different stages. Right. Mm -hmm, And it mm -hmm. sort of makes me think of the, like, like racism in America. The fact that um, I want—I want to say it's not blatant racism anymore, but that's just not true. It, it's increasingly going back to being blatant mm-hmm, racism. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but my point being, because there isn't like a black water fountain and a white water fountain, right? People want to say that we're in a post-racist society, but, but the thing is that as you peel back layers systems of oppression, it becomes less and less obvious and That's more right. and more ingrained and baked in. And I think it's super important to not stop digging. So not to think because women in this country are not forced to wear a head covering or dress in a certain way, lest they be beaten to death. That doesn't mean we're not also experiencing oppression. Like having Roe overturned and what's happening in Iran are, they have the same roots, So that's, yeah, that's what I keep thinking about how we're all fighting the same fight, just in different, we're, we're chopping at, we're, we're cutting at different tentacles of the same thing, you know?
0: Yeah. That's a, that's a great, I think that's a great way to put it. And I think that's exactly right. And, and I think what you said too, there is, you know, this, that these are all the same roots. I, there was a meme that I, I I posted, it was someone else's meme, but I posted it and and was, um, you know, talking about how really do, like directly connecting the patriarchy in the the, um, the the situation in Iran, right? Like the the hijab, the and being people who are being who were who being told they can't wear them in Par- in France, people are being mm-hmm. told they must wear them in Iran. People who mm-hmm. are being told that it it it, it, it that uh, you cannot decide whether or not they're going to remain pregnant in mm-hmm. the United States it is all the same thing, which is bodily autonomy, right? It is basically be telling somebody telling a woman in particular, a woman, an individual, um, what they can and cannot do with their bodies. And, and, you know, and it, and really, (laughs) and it's all connected to power It's connected to patriarchy, which is connected to weights, right supremacy, you really cannot it is all the same theme and really what mm-hmm. it is is people a group of people deciding that they get to have dominion over the mm-hmm. personhood of other people in varying degrees in varying yep. degrees and in varying ways but it's always the same damn theme um a group of very powerful usually men um death always men um but usually white men but not necessarily in this particular t- circumstance but men powerful men who are who are defending their position at the top of the hierarchy at all costs and that requires require that 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 means requiring submission abject submission from everybody else whether that be and these are all symbols of that right and people yeah. are saying that, oh yeah women in in Iran are are worse off it's like well i mean well, at least we're just arguing there about where i mean at least I mean, that that is not true at all but you're arguing about a hijab here and in, in 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 Iran and a lot of other problems as well obviously and that of which that is a symbol but in the united states you're talking about people's literal bodies right like right. we're not talking about whether or not you wear something on your head we're talking about whether or not you get to decide your future and 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 i think that uh, to 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 diminish what's going on here in the united states and say that that is not as big of a deal
1: mm-hmm.
0: is is first of all a deliberate Deliberate misunderstanding of the issue, which is what conservatives always do—they deliberately right. miss, see what they want to see and misunderstand the issue—and um, it's just so demeaning to this to to the significance of, of of the Dobbs decision.
1: Right, right, and it allows them to continue the narrative of um, any time a woman is upset or angry that she's just hysterical and that's right, you know, overwrought, complaining about nothing. Um, and to your point, I mean, patriarchy. The point of patriarchy is to have men be in charge. Um, And the thing is that you can't have dominion over another human being without. Without first deciding that they are not a full human being. Mm. Right. Like. Imagine trying to tell men how to dress and if they didn't dress that way, that they were beaten. To death. Um, imagine telling men what they could do with their bodies. Like it just wouldn't happen. It's the same reason that you know, men are the default. That is the expression of what is considered to be a human. Humanity is man, right? Woman, we have the extra thing in the word. Woman, we're not even, you know, we're like the accessory we're like mm-hmm. the twist the twist on the original <laughs> we're not fully human period and that's why you can tell them what to wear that's why you can control what they do with their bodies that's why even if it's not a situation where a woman is choosing not to be pregnant anymore but rather having a medical complication which will result in her likely death even she is not qualified to say yes perform the, the life staging life saving procedure she has to defer to the legal system which is heavily populated by men <laughs> mm-hmm. so and created by men i mean everything in this country was created by men the government the legal system everything women were not around in positions of power when those systems were designed so this is a thing that I see so clearly in all of these different situations. It's just a question of whether or not a woman is a complete and autonomous and full human being. Period. Not a set of boobs, not a set of ovaries. A human being. Mm-hmm. Period. I'm
0: That's mad. <laughs> no, no. And I mean I I I I Yes, of course, yes, I mean that and that's exactly right i mean and and the fact that we even have to have this conversation that this is a debate, that this is um you know that that this is on the table, I mean, to some of the images coming out of Iran, I mean, and mm. to your point, it's like incredibly inspiring, it's absolutely incredibly inspiring, um to see women and people, but women in particular, uh, I mean, th- the, level of risk that
1: mm-hmm. these
0: women are taking knowingly taking, right. Yes. This is, this is a patriarchal society. This is a theocratic society. And those things usually are the same or more or less the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. they are like proxies for each other in, in many ways. Right. Um, um and they are, taking life and limb into it like life and limb like they're putting their actual right and like and the symbolism of cutting the hair right um I mean the symbolism of that is just so powerful right I mean uh, uh I think that cut cutting hair uh, is 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 historically for a, a lot of cultures a very like very significant thing but for women mm-hmm. in general right I mean mm-hmm. and, and perhaps because perhaps because of what you're saying too right that you know, it's almost saying like, you know, right. I am going to, this is, this is a look, this is a, uh, uh, a, a trapping of patriarchy right this is mm-hmm. like women have to look this way or they're not right. women or they don't they don't fit the mold of women they don't you're not going to
1: attract a man that's which is vital that the next thing to existence <laughs> sorry <laughs> exactly
0: no, no 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 i'm glad that we're thinking the same way because like oh you're not gonna be able to attract a man if uh-huh. you have short hair if you if you uh, if you don't look this certain way right. and so that 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 I love the symbolism of that. And it's just it was it's absolutely powerful to see these women doing that. And I think that the other element of this is um is is watching other people uh that are not women. Mm-hmm uh get on board but that women are leading it right like women are leading the charge here and I some of the videos that I've seen right of' just you know of women just like you, you know men saying the most despicable right mm-hmm. you know uh
1: yeah quote the, unquote religious men
0: religious men exactly yeah. the clerics right and the uh-huh. the most religious of the religious men and saying this stuff and I mean and you know it's People, you wanted to separate this from what's going on in the United States, and it's not separate from what's going on in the United States. I mean, no. like you have women, people saying like, "Oh, you know, black culture." These women are sexualizing themselves, and um, mm-hmm. and uh, and th- 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 this is conservatives are saying essentially the same thing here. They, they don't have that. They don't have the authority of the state yet, although they'd love to have it. Oh, they would love the, it, and they might they have, have it, it, it if we're
1: not careful after midterms, people.
0: So that's exactly right. Fucking vote. <laughs> is exactly, so that exactly democracy
1: right. is at stake here
0: it really really is and theocracy yeah. is on the mm-hmm. table i mean like this is what this is the world in which um conservative the conservative religious block of of this country w- would love to see us living like that like, yeah. right i mean this is this is a set more or less what they would like to see um yeah um yeah. and it's phew, disturbing um i i, I want to ask you liz um if you've noticed, um, a difference in the media coverage, right. Mm. Um, in, in the West, as opposed to, um, as opposed to some of the other conflicts we've seen, maybe Ukraine, et cetera. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I did. I have noticed that I think not only the coverage, but the reaction, like in our, in, in America is sort of like the, the reaction of the general population, um, you know, when, when Ukraine was invaded, there was an outcry rightfully so there should Mm -hmm. have been um and this outpouring of support and endless news cycles about it again as there should have been but i feel like what i'm seeing about iran is basically from my left-leaning uh you know like influencers on social media is Mm -hmm. where there's a lot of that coming from is coming from and and the news covers it, but it doesn't feel nearly as extensive. And I do understand that there is an issue about access with you know the internet blackouts that have been happening over there. I think it's probably difficult to verify videos and and news reports and sources and things like that. But I mean that was kind of happening in Ukraine in the beginning too. There was not a lot that was verified, um, and yet it still spread like wildfire. So. That has struck me and it's disheartening. And I don't know if it's, I mean, I think a lot of it has to do because, I mean, it's in Iran and they don't necessarily, they don't, they're not all white people like in mm-hmm. Ukraine. And this has been spoken about before and the way that uh, Ukraine was covered versus Afghanistan or um, uh, what was the other one? Syria. So, Syria. you know, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I feel like we're seeing that again. And it makes me wonder too if the fact that it's a it's a woman's movement
0: mm. has something
1: to do with that too. I don't know. But what yeah. do you think? Have you noticed anything like that?
0: I have, and I think that's right. Um most of the information that I that I've been getting about it, I, I don't see a lot of the larger um, you know, uh, more mainstream media right. outlets covering it in the same way that they certainly not the same way they covered Iran. I mean, in Iran I'm sorry, I'm sorry what they did in Ukraine. I mean in Ukraine you had I remember seeing some of these reports especially uh, out of the UK saying that like you know oh you know these people like literally just a saying like these people look like us right yeah. they could be our neighbors like they uh-huh. like in you no know, and and uh, saying the, the quiet part out loud as they say like like and you know Iran, this seems like um, something that seems very far away. It seems something that's like not real, like real. It seems like, you know, oh, that's like the third world somehow. There's brown people there like that. We're used to seeing conflict and oppression there. So therefore, it's not a big deal to see that being different. Um, I think in a lot of ways, though, um, you know, like the conservative, uh, the, the cleric, Uh, ayatollah etc all the folks over there the conservative people there i mean they have so much in common with like as i was talking about before so much in common with conservatives here i mean Mm -hmm. there is like it 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 it, that that i guess is the irony of this is that like these this situation is very very much like our situation right this is this is it's just a different this religion is, it's a different religion but it's it's the same same
1: bullshit. problem it's the same
0: fucking problem right like in i in in ukraine we're talking about one country invading another that is not the problem we're dealing with right now right? right that is not that is not what we are experiencing in the united states that is but yet people associate themselves with that problem not with the theocracy problem which is, which is happening in Iran. And that is, we are in the baby stages of that now, right? You know, we are in the baby stages of that. That is the direction which a conservative majority would take this country. And- right. um And, uh, and look, I mean, it's not, it wouldn't, and the thing is, what difference, what makes it different from Iran is that Iran that happens, it happened in a revolution, right? This Mm. wouldn't, this is not a revolution. This is a slow drip, 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 Mm. drip, drip. It's one right after another, right after another, right. We're slowly getting
1: boiled to death and we don't notice the water getting hotter.
0: That's exactly it. And that makes it far more dangerous. I think far, far more dangerous, um, It does make me
1: wonder, you know, I wonder if because it it is so much more similar to what we're going through, that maybe that's part of why we're people are kind of pushing it away because it's fear. It's like, that's Mm. not us. We have to distance ourselves from that because it's not us. And I just, and and it's also part of the racism. It's like, well, they have the quote unquote weirdo religion where they dress all funny. Um, Right. And so these like conservative right wing, hardcore Christians think that, that, that that they're weird over there, but not us.
0: Right. Yeah 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 but I think the yeah. Same
1: same it's the same thing
0: same thing it really is the same thing and I think one of the themes we've been talking about here throughout the show right is that the roots of this stuff is all the same mm-hmm. um and this and I and I really think that ultimately the solutions to the, the solutions to this stuff is also all the same which is why I think the the women in Iran protesting and going out in the streets and um is is so is so powerful right um Mm -hmm. i yeah i think i I think that that's why it's so powerful i mean it it's moving frankly for a person and i'm sure people i'm sure you you probably agree with this too like you know as a person myself who is you know very into these into social justice and 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 keenly very very aware of this stuff and what's going on and, and and or at least try to be like watching it sort of bubble over kind of right when people get so fed up um that they take to the streets there's something yeah. like there's something super empowering and yeah. inspiring about that
1: so you know? human yeah.
0: yeah yeah it really yeah. is you know
1: yeah i know you have some ideas about like how theocracy and patriarchy in iran are connected to the problem of white supremacy here can i ask yeah. you a question about that
0: please do yeah
1: why do you think white moderates and white liberals are so resistant to calling out other white moderates and liberals racism and racist behavior?
0: Yeah, that's um I, I appreciate that, and um, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this as uh, over the last several weeks as this situation has been unfolding in Iran, and uh, you know, I, I want to say, first of all, uh, despite everything that we've talked about before, that you know, I, I don't mean to equate like the literal death-defying activism, right? I've talked about this before, right? These women are are risking, they're absolutely risking their yeah. lives, right? They are absolutely yeah. risking their lives. They are risking their safety. I mean, and that is just with the regime, let alone what might be going on with their own families, right? These are oh, extreme guess, yeah. patriarchies, right? They'll go the home and get The fact that their they're asses- risking
1: their lives, it really indicates the level of oppression because exactly. they have to get to such a point. Mm-hmm. That they would do that, yeah. That
0: Correct. they would do that. That they would get to the mm-hmm. point where they're just like, you know, it's they're <laughs> so fed up that it's worth it to risk. It's their, worth their, dying. Their, it's worth dying for, right? Yeah. That is, yeah. That is so powerful. It gives me goosebumps, frankly. um You know, and so I, I don't want to say that what's going on in the United States is exactly that. I mean, it's it's very, it's got the same roots for all the reasons we've talked about before, um but it's not death defying in the same exact way. Um, but, um, but I am, uh, but I, but I do want to connect this sort of this radical activism with the American situation because, as we've talked about, you know, the bigotry and oppression everywhere always has the same roots, right? It has this roots in mm-hmm. human nature. It has its roots in this. Um, first of all, this in-group, out-group problem that we have, that is like a large reason why our species has thrived, but it's also what is our, mm-hmm. our one of our Achilles heels. Mm-hmm. It's also, right, we have, and we also, we have this self-justification machine in our heads as well, which is a mm-hmm. huge problem. So like everything we do, we, and again, a beautiful, beautiful survival mechanism um, in a social environment, but also, really problematic because no one ever thinks they're wrong. It takes a very mm-hmm. special person to think that they're wrong. Like most right. people don't. Most people never think they're wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Um, unless something devastating happens to them to change their opinion, they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you know, and, and and I think the last thing is just like this tendency for whoever has the most power to find any reason to justify and defend retaining that power. And that is like, again, a huge human problem. Um, and mm-hmm. it's what makes democracy so remarkable is that right. we, we we peaceful pa- we peacefully pass on the power. That's what makes it so remarkable because it's so antithetical to human nature to do that. Right. Um, right. And that makes it so fucking fragile as well, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but uh, I guess my 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 hobby horse here um, and I have, as you know, any number of hobby horses, but this is one of them. And um, <laughs> um, uh, Iran. Um, the Iran the protests are, are effective precisely because a wide swath of Romanians are doing something, right? Um, mm-hmm. Everyone is kind of speaking out at the same time. Of course, it's still a minority of people, but, but a large minority of people are doing that, right? There's some yeah. real solidarity. It's, it's working because male, male co-workers, right. workers, male workers, right? People who are not directly affected by this, but male workers in, 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 and also people in critical industries, oil, right? Are yeah. speaking out. So they are prepared to put their privilege on the line, right? right. Um, that's why it works, right? If only the women speak out, it's not enough, right? right. Um, you need... to to build that coalition of solidarity. And this is one of my frustrations, like deepest frustrations with white moderates in the United States. Mm -hmm. This is not, I'm obviously not the first person to say this. I won't be the last, Um, the most obvious and prominent person to talk about this is Martin Luther King. And I am in no Mm -hmm. way putting myself in the same bucket, but nevertheless, um, you know, white moderates are the problem in the same way. It's like, it's like, the mullahs, the ayatollahs—they were—they're always going to be awful, right? The conservatives right. in this country are always going to be awful. There is no persuading Trumpers. There is no persuading them. But the reason why they're able to do what they do is because most people shrug their shoulders and say. It doesn't or it doesn't affect me directly. So I'm just gonna go along with the flow. Putting myself out there in any way threatens me personally. And so or actually it just, you know, here's the thing. Again, it's I like to bring it back to human nature all the time, right? Like we human beings will do whatever we can to basically keep doing what we're already doing. Like right. that is like right, that it, any way we can justify continuing to do what we're already doing is what we'll do. And it becomes really dangerous when we're talking about the oppression of minorities, because the peop- the majority of the people are not feeling that oppression, right? right? They are, they are just, they're not winning necessarily in the system, but they're also not actively losing, right? They are right. being essentially paid off to keep their mouth shut, right? So um, why am I bringing all this up? I'm bringing this, all this up because, um, you know, I've just recently, as I've been, as this has been going on, I just sometimes I go through these periods where I'm just like, I want to throttle the necks um, of white moderates where I'm just like, how can, and I don't expect people to be throwing themselves in front of riot police, right? Like, I don't, that's not what I'm saying, but like, even the most Basic stuff of taking a social even just a social risk right? right to say to to say like I am going to stand up in a like let's say in a situation where there's just a bunch of white guys standing around or um and or a bunch of men standing around right right it's that I'm right. going to stand up for that role and we and I am willing to bet because on a, I'm willing to bet that every person. That I know that's listening to this podcast, the people that are in my life, white folks are in my life, they have come across those situations when they know they could have said something and they don't have the courage Mm -hmm. to just do it, to say something. And it's like, that's, that is like, like, uh, this is like the minimum Minimum. you can do. This is not, this is not throwing yourself in front of riot police. This is not getting beaten up or killed. This is just being like, well, I don't know if that's exactly right. Don't you think that?
1: You're risking and being telling, embarrassed for a minute. That's what exactly. You're you
0: you're you're you're, you're embar- right you are you're risking putting yourself out there socially for just a minute, for just a minute. Maybe losing a friend or pissing off maybe pissing off a family member, maybe pissing mm-hmm. off a friend, probably not losing them, but again, really not much, but right. The reason why we can't have nice things is because mm-hmm. white moderates, and I'm not talking about white conservatives, because what's really about white conservatives know exactly who they are, right? Like, white moderates think they're like, oh, well, I donate, right? I donate money. Uh, I care about, I, I vote blue no matter what, uh, you know, uh, and so I'm good, right? Um, but meanwhile I do all the typical white person stuff and when the opportunity falls into my lap to stand up for something, I keep my goddamn mouth shut. And that is fucking infuriating to me. That is and I go through these periods, sometimes I'm just like, yeah, I'm just done along and then sometimes I'm just like, what the actual fuck? Like mm-hmm. what the actual fuck? So I think the last couple of weeks and one of the reasons why I wanted to do this show with you, um it was just because I've just been just it, just going through, I guess, one of those periods where it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, man. It's, it's so disheartening. And it's literally the most, it's the easiest thing you can do. No one's saying like you have to get up and go to a protest. You don't even have to do anything other than your normal routine.
0: Exactly. It's just
1: <laughs> when you're in a certain circumstance, you can speak up that's it and like you say you've said in the past let everybody around you know that you are not a person you are not a a safe space for racism you are not a safe space for misogyny that's right that's it and that's it and risking being known as i mean again not to go back to feminism but i feel like this is the lens a similar lens through it that i am seeing through that um I've had to over time get comfortable with the idea that there are people in my life who or who are not even in my life but just you know might see me on social media briefly or whatever who decide that I'm like a militant feminist hysterical man hater mm. you know all those things um, because I'm literally just speaking truth and I'm generally not even doing it very angrily <laughs> God forbid mm-hmm. I actually raise my voice. Seriously. Um, right. But you you speak up about things and you complain about a system that most people are, most people might be an exaggeration, but generally people are pretty blind to a lot of these things, you know, and they're they're not paying attention. And to your point, what you were saying earlier about um, people going along with it because they're not being impacted by it, you know, Um it, and I would even push back against that a little bit and say, I think it's not even that they're not being harmed by it. I think it's that they don't even recognize that they're being harmed by it, right? Like the patriarchy is so harmful to men and boys, so harmful. Um, and and that's the truth. And racism is so harmful to people who are not black. Like
0: That's right. That's right. You know? That's right.
1: Um. So I think, yeah. And I, and I think it's sort of like, I, I mean, I feel like this is something that comes up in our discussions a lot and is maybe like kind of at the heart of what we want to address is how do you, how do you become like those, those men in Iran who are fighting alongside those women whose own, you know, freedoms aren't necessarily at stake, but they recognize that the oppression of any human in their culture equals their oppression in some way, right? They're seeing right. those things that we don't necessarily always see.
0: Right, right. Yeah. That's a great point. And I think that's a great way to the, 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 the segue to like our sort of action Yeah. Yeah. part of the show um, because that's a very good point. And, you know, one of the things that I've been ranting about recently is, so, you know, some of my best friends you know them all you know um and uh you know we are so close we're like brothers you know and we've been friends for so so long and and there was a big shift that happened in 2016 and then and then again in 2020 um when like i think it was a shift that happened with me where i became a lot more active right and more yeah. and and thinking more like seriously about all these issues and I frankly challenge them, you know, Mm -hmm. in in many ways of saying like, look, guys, like, you know, you got to take this stuff seriously. And you know what they did? They do. They did. They did. They do. You know, and like now it gets it's gotten to the point where, you know, we'll be hanging out outside of my house or whatever, and one of them will bring up something that was racist that happened. One of them will bring up something like that and be like, "Damn, that shit was fucking racist." Yeah, and I'm like
1: and i'm They're just like oh my god
0: you know and like <laughs> you know that is something that i think again each one of a person could do like without doing anything that 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 risks your career that which i get i get that you don't want to risk your career you don't want to risk um we live in a white supremacist system right you don't want to risk your career you don't want to put yourself out there but like just getting comfortable with talking about yeah. the issues, right? So that like calling out racism when you see it doesn't because like I, I get this this sense that like white people hate because the worst thing a white person can call another white person is like a racist, right? Correct. So mm-hmm. so so white people hate calling other people white people racist. So they'll like like they'll go use every other bad, every other descriptive word to say something bad, that the person did something bad without just saying they said something racist. That is yeah. something that isn't like that comes from a lack of understanding of the issues that comes Mm -hmm. from a lack of understanding the background that understood, like, so read a fucking book, right? right? Listen to the activists, Mm -hmm. support the activists, right? Right. That's how you start to think, you you start to change your thinking, right? You start right. to change your thinking, and then you feel like you are on the team. You're not talking about other people out there exactly. that are doing activism. You are on the team. Yeah. And then I've seen that change in my friends. I have watched it happen, so I know that it can happen, yeah. is my point. And so yeah. when I see people who are completely unwilling to do it, and when I'm yeah. with them, because you know you know me, I'll be like, nah, that shit was racist as fuck. And I'm talking to a friend, and, and I can see them just go, oh, oh, all like stilted. <laughs> I'm like, ah, you're not on the team mario you? you're not on the fucking team right, right. You, you know um yeah. so anyway so that's uh and I, and I imagine that you probably have a similar experience with, with men i imagine i feel like both that like we have different yeah different you can perspectives, tell who gets it and who doesn't
1: get it and who really doesn't can. get it right you can <laughs> you tell definitely can. i mean and and, <laughs> and i might be wrong here because you know i'm i'm white but my impression at least from my experience of my internal shift through all my you know reading and learning about anti-racism is that I had to a, a crucial part of it was accepting that I have internalized racism. That's right. That I grew up in a racist system and that I am going to have racist thoughts and impulses and that I benefited from racism right so and that that does not then mean that I am an evil piece of shit who cannot be redeemed like and I think that's, that's right. the leap that people make they hear racist and they hear disposable human. And that's not, that's not what it is. And ironically, I actually got much more comfortable with the discussions when I accepted that reality, because then you can have it and you're not on the, you're not on the defense. You have, there's nothing to defend. It's not your fault. You grew up in this culture, right? It's not your fault. You have white skin any more than it's your fault that you have black skin. It's just accepting what that means, what the real life implications of those you know, of, of that means and what, and, and, um, then you can have the conversation you can actually hear what people are saying, you know? And I think it's true for men too. Like once I've, and I've had this conversation with men in my life where I've said to them, like, it's so important to when, when someone points out something is misogynist, misogynistic or whatever, when they, they say, I said this to my dad, an old white dude <laughs> mm, 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 mm. um i love you dad um <laughs> i said to him like you know i want you to understand that when i use the term old white dude because i do with him it doesn't mean that i i think you're an evil piece of shit like it just means that this is your how you were born and as a result you might have certain perceptions and certain blind spots that's all that means right yep. Yep. and so it gets rid of that defensiveness
0: Absolutely. And, and, and yeah, I I think what you said there is so powerful. And I think one of the things that I love, as I absolutely hate talking to white people who don't get it. I love talking to white people who do. It's Same. like, it is, it is the, the, the difference. And I know the difference within about 10 minutes of talking to somebody, you know, I get the, you know, um, of, of having a serious conversation with somebody. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. I'm just like a person at work, you know, I mean, not yeah, when you're well talking about your
1: work. lawns. Not when I'm talking about
0: my lawn, right? But like, you know, if we're going to, if, if all all I have to do is say one comment about race and I can get, I can know exactly where you were at right away, you know, and it is not, it is nothing you're going to be able to hide from me. I will know immediately um yeah. and uh and i and you know I, and i know it's not easy to talk about i know that it's uncomfortable i don't expect it to be comfortable but like you said you can get way more comfortable with it when you accept and i think the same it accept these things about yourself about myself but about in, in patriarchy right you know like i under and 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 what you do when you make those ex- when you accept that like i am a white man up in i am a black man in patriarchy i'm a man in patriarchy more to the point like then you then you automatically start seeing it within yourself and mm-hmm. in the society around you it's like mm-hmm. comes out it like it it comes into relief Around, yes. You know, there's like when like yeah. you were saying earlier, people just don't see it. And I get right. that. Right. But like when you start learning about this stuff, you start to see, it. see it. It starts it to everywhere. come out. You see it in other people. You see it in yourself and you see it in society. And now you're on the fucking team. Now you are on the team. Now yeah. you don't Now, Now you can just live your life. And you are being an activist just by living your life, right? Because you're going to start... That is the real activism. That's real fucking activism. It is not donating a bunch of money at the end of the year. But yes, also donate a bunch bunch of money, but also (laughs) donate, also vote blue. But that is not being an activist. That's not even being a liberal. That's not even being a progressive. That is being a fucking white moderate. That's what that is. That is Mm -hmm. white moderate. That is classic Mm -hmm. white moderate. Yes, I agree with you as long as I don't actually have have to change anything about yes. how i think or how yep. i act ever as well right. i but i agree with you don't worry i agree with i agree with you in principle absolutely yeah. and this is what yeah. uh, you, know, I, you know that it's is lip white service.
1: it's lip service and, and that's the thing is. there's no and the thing that kills me about it too is it's not like we're asking you to start you know training for a marathon like, right it literally just means you have to like Get curious about some things. And exactly. Maybe have conversations people with people you wouldn't normally talk to, or maybe read a book you wouldn't normally read. You yeah. know, it's one of these things. I've mentioned this before on the pod. I did this um uh, like a training with Rachel Ricketts, and yes, it was yes. one of the things that she really drove home was like this work, it. It has to start internally. Like that's the only way that it works is you have to have your internal shift and then that will go out into the world. But thinking that you're going to be able to like fix racism by blaming everyone else around you, first of all, and not, and then just going to like protests. No, because you're going to, if you're not aware of it, it's like you were saying, once you start to see it and you can see it in yourself, then you're not going to be perpetuating racist things you're not going to be exactly unconsciously right. contributing to the system anymore because you'll exactly. be able to yes. see it it's like seeing the matrix yes. don't you think yes. it's yes. like
0: yes yes it's just this. like that liz it's just yeah. like that yeah oh, that is exactly the, what that, that was exactly the sort of issue thing when i was saying like you you put it in much better words like a much more tangible word but like seeing the background like realizing like seeing the things come out of the background like looking mm-hmm. at one of those like seeing remember those seeing yes. eyes like pictures from like 90s or whatever that were really yeah. big you know yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. that it's like it's always there but you yeah. just can't see it and then you start to see it and then when you interact with other people your interactions with other people are going to change right yes and if yeah. you have kids your interactions with your kids are going to yes. change and, and how you, you, you social.
1: Oh, you don't have to agonize over like oh how do i word this correctly right like, i mean you can still th- you'll still think about it but like it it will come to you more organically because exactly you see the matrix and you have seen it. it you can't unsee it That's you the can't other unsee thing. it and you it just keeps getting clearer it. and clearer as time goes on like i can't even tell you like i have started my my patriarchal assessment journey Mm -hmm, (laughs) a long mm -hmm, time mm -hmm. ago. And even to this day, I'm still constantly discovering new things. Like my latest thing is assessing marriage.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: yeah, which we could always get into in another show, but, um, yeah, it's so, it's so interesting. The things that we don't interrogate in our culture. That's right. That's right. And that's the whole thing. We just Mm -hmm. accept
0: it. And, and you know to sort of put a, a close on this i mean like you know we don't we don't pay attention until george floyd dies or until right. amini amini dies right 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 or right. until like women are being beaten to death right, right. or 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 we lose or women lose bodily autonomy right like then suddenly everyone's paying attention and it's like all right well now it might be too late to unfuck this yeah. you know what i'm saying like so why don't we start paying attention and right. uh and, and again people ask all the time oh but i'm just a little white guy white girl what could i possibly mm-hmm. do to help here's what you can do to help and it yeah. costs you literally no money right in very little time it just requires your willingness Yeah. To, assess, to reassess yourself. Yeah. That's really Let's, what it comes down to.
1: I think that we should start putting together like a resource and reading list for people who want to expand their minds when it comes to uh, racism and patriarchy. So. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think because, we definitely should do yeah, that. I think
1: it's so valuable. And that is the most impactful thing you can do is to change your own mind.
0: That's it. That is like the most impactful thing. I mean, I, I we've talked a lot about like what activism is, how we, how can you fight back, and there's so many things in which you can do, and people want to do those things. But the thing that people really, and including liberals, don't want to do is actually have to change the way they think and the way they think about themselves in relationship yep. to the world. That right. is what they do not want to do, right. and that is that is the real radical radical activism, radical humanism. Yep. That's what it is right there. That's what it is. That is the most radical thing you can do. Um, and it's also like, again, you can do it sitting in your goddamn house. You don't have to leave, you know?
1: And you can do it with radical empathy to yourself because you didn't make these systems. That's right. But you did grow up in them. So you, you need to do some assessment. That's all. It's not a judgment on you. You're a great person.
0: And that's the biggest thing, right? Because people, people, people say like, that means like, you know, right. People think of racism as like this as equivalent to evil, right. Or to like, you know what I mean? Like it's not the same thing. Racism is just, and racism and internalized racism. These are just characteristics. They're not, they're not in, you know what I mean? They don't have. They're not, they're not like, uh, it's not the same thing as saying you are a terrible person, as you were saying, it's just not the same thing. It's not the same thing. You might be a terrible person. You might not be, but like, that's not what being, when you did or said, when you did or or said something racist, is not the same thing as saying you're a bad person. Right. Those are two different things. Those are two different things. Right. That's right. That's right. Um, yep. Well. Anyway, we are getting toward the end of our time here, um, Liz. And I think this was a super, super great conversation. I'm going to uh, get this up as soon as possible because I think it's just so relevant to everything we're talking about. And I mean, frankly, between you and me and the internet and uh, the podcast world, it's been a uh, a good, like cathartic,
1: yeah. cathartic
0: thing for me because this has been just like on my mind so much recently, particularly in light of... Um, in light of Iran. Do you have any uh, final thoughts before we sign off?
1: Just, you know, as our takeaway for today, I think it's that self-interrogation and uh, consider yourself as part of the system. And that's, you're the part of the system that you can repair.
0: So. Mm. I love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah, you are. You are the one part of the system that you can repair. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. And, yeah. and and implicit in that is you are part of the system, whether you Correct. want to be or not, whether right. you want to be or not. Like that right. is not and that is not a moral judgment. It's just yeah. a fact. It's you are fact. part of the system. That's it. Yeah. We all are. We all yeah. are. The only question is whether or not we're prepared to change our role in that system. That's, that's it. Right. That's right. Um, and that's the hard work of being a real activist. Um, So, uh, well, everybody out there, um, change your fucking role. And remember that if you (laughs) like our show, to make sure to subscribe, leave a review, check out our Patreon and tell your friends to listen. New episodes post Mondays on all the major podcast channels. Please connect with us on social media also, because we love you and we really want to talk to you. So until next time, please care for each other, share your experience, strength, and hope with each other, and with the people you love.